We'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This passage of scripture is sort of a follow-up from this morning's service. And I'll explain in that I just walked in the building just moments ago uh, because uh, this afternoon was the uh, annual meeting of the Columbia Baptist Association. This was the 168th annual meeting of the Columbia Baptist Association. I've been involved in about 40 of those. Now, our church came on board a little after the association started. Our church came on board, and I believe with the records that I have, our church came on board in 1880-something with the Columbia Baptist Association. About uh, 26 churches in the Columbia County area, not confined to the county, that combine their resources. And of course, the local association combines our resources for our mission point. Our mission point as an association is the ABS. But I want to talk about this business of associational work. Sometimes we think of it as just kind of a a tedious necessity, but we'll look in the passage of scripture that we'll look at and realize this is a biblical pattern from the early church. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning in verse 1, would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. Then in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints." And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, then to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus that as he had begun, he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. Let's pray together, please. Father, we thank you for your word that teaches us about your work. We thank you for our church. We thank you for the work that you're doing here. And we thank you for the work that you're doing through our church with other churches to make bigger things possible. We ask as we look in this passage of scripture that we would always be looking for our personal place in your plan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Paul is writing this letter to the Corinthians, and you can tell by the last verse that we read that he is admonishing them and urging them to get involved in a special offering that they're taking up. And they're taking this offering up as we look in other passages of Scripture to help the needy Christians in Jerusalem. Now, of course, you might think that the church at Jerusalem would not have too much of a need since it was a first church and it started, of course, to grow on the day of Pentecost. But as you notice, 
all the believers were scattered out of Jerusalem. And those that were left behind were a lot of the widows and orphans who were destitute. And Paul was taking up offerings from the churches to take back to Jerusalem. So he's urging the Corinthian church to get on board with the other churches. And he's talking about what we call about associational work. The first thing we look at is financial cooperation. Financial cooperation in a benevolent offering. Now, the Corinthian church was not the only one involved in this offering. Notice the first verse that we read. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. And it begins to talk about these churches that were very, very generous in their giving, even though they were very poor churches. The churches at Macedonia were the church at Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea. So we understand that here are three churches about to partner together with a fourth church, the Corinthian church, to make something bigger happen than they could make on their own. However, we understand there's other churches involved. These churches are identified in the first letter to the Corinthians. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. Obviously, as we look in this verse, we realize the passage of Scripture that we read in 2 Corinthians, this was the second invitation that Paul had given this church to get on board with this special offering. Chapter 16, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must also do. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. But if it is fitting I go also, they will go with me. Now concerning the collection for the saints, I've given orders to the churches of Galatia. So now we have other churches. Of course, they were on board first. We, we mentioned the churches of Macedonia. The churches of Galatia were at least four. Scholars identify Antioch of Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. So now we have these four churches, the other three churches of Macedonia, and then the Corinthian. At least these many churches are banding together to take a special offering giving of their financial means to make something happen to alleviate what's going on in Jerusalem. So we understand these churches are giving their help when it comes to the giving of the money. But now there's a problem. That is the sending of the money. Now we can take an offering here, but how are we going to get it there? And that was a big problem. If you talk about the association of the Galatian churches. Let's just talk about the Galatian Association. Four churches. It was 60 miles from Antioch to Iconium. It was 10 miles from Iconium to Lystra. 
but it was another 60 miles from Iconium to another church called Derby. And from Antioch to Derby, it was 120 miles. The closest churches were 10 miles apart. And the mode of travel, walking on foot or by horseback. So we have churches that are 60 miles apart, 120 miles apart, and then 10 miles apart that are trying to get together and taking up offerings into their church, but how are they going to get their offerings together and then get them to Jerusalem? It was 720 miles from Antioch to Jerusalem. So we understand they had to work together. They had to work together to get their money together. Then they had to work together to send their money to Jerusalem. And so we realize the financial cooperation meant more than just giving an offering. The, the offering had to leave the wall, so to speak. And the church had to leave the building. The church money had to leave the building. They were all working together, even though they were all spread out, to get their offerings to Jerusalem. This was more than just a special benevolent offering. If we continue to look in the letter to the 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints. This could be two different things. They were urging them to receive a gift and the fellowship of the saints, the ministry of the saints. The ministry of the saints was the benevolent offering. What was the gift? Well, look in Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you did surely care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard of need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to obey, be abased, I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned to be full and to be hungry, most to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Nevertheless, you've done well that you shared in my distress. Now, you know, Philippians, that also in the beginning of the gospel, when I've departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you did send aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek a gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. I have received the things sent from you. In other words, the church at Philippi was sending financial aid to the Apostle Paul. And by the implication of the letter to the 2 Corinthians, the churches of Macedonia implored them. They urged them to take the gift and the fellowship for the ministering to the saints. So you could look at that as perhaps two different things. Now, when it comes to 
associational Baptist, that is the one thing that pooling our resources really helps. In that, as we look at our financial situation here, if we were to be able to help any missionaries solely, it might just be one missionary, to be able to help one missionary and send him on the field with whatever financial aid we could. But when our church gives some, First Baptist Magnolia gives some, Macedonia Baptist gives some, and all the other churches start giving some, now we realize we're able to partner with churches and we're able to send missionaries all over. Our church partner with other churches to specifically send missionaries to Romania, to the Ukraine. We have missionaries that our church has partnered with in Oregon, in Idaho, in Colorado. We have also partnered with other churches to help churches in Ghana, West Africa. And because we were able to pool our resources, now we can send missionaries all over the world because churches are cooperating with each other to send financial support to send more missionaries than we could all by ourselves. That is the beauty of associational work. When we work together in cooperation with other churches, we're able to get more things done. But also we understand it was more than just financial arrangements. There was a communication and there was agreement with each other. As we talk about the communication, in the past description, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 3, When I come, whomever you approve by your letters... I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. By your letters. What is this? The churches wrote letters to each other. Especially if someone for their church were to go to Jerusalem with the offering, they would send a letter with that individual making sure that this church knew that they endorsed the character of this individual. That he was safe because People were suspicious. Churches were being persecuted. And you have a, a strange face to show up. They could present a letter from a church and they would communicate with each other. Also, churches communicated with each other concerning the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to him. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, if you'll turn over to the end of the book. First Thessalonians chapter 4, well I've also kind of lost my place on that one. First Thessalonians, maybe it's Second Thessalonians chapter 3, and actually that's not it. Let me, let me tell you what it is, and it's one in one of the letters of the Apostle Paul. Here it is, excuse me, Colossians. First Thessalonians is on the heading of that, of that Bible page because uh, 1 Thessalonians is the next one up. Colossians chapter 4, verse 16. 
Now when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and see that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. He wrote a letter to the Colossian Christians, and he said, you make sure that the church at Laodicea gets your letter. I've written a letter to Laodicea, and y'all swap letters. That way I don't have to write the same thing all these times. I'll write these lessons to you, and then I'll write these lessons and doctrinal instructions to them, and then y'all swap letters. Well, that tell me they had to cooperate with each other. They had to cooperate and communicate with each other and take the effort to be together. So they had connection and cooperation and agreement. But then there's some interesting words that are used. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 again. And we look at both of those passages of scripture and zero in on something. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 3. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. But it is fitting that I go also. They will go with me. The church was choosing someone to travel with the Apostle Paul. And it's quite interesting you say, well, he's just talking to the Corinthian church. But it gets even more specific as you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where we were before. Look in verse 16. But thanks be to God who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. For he not only accepted the exhortation, but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Catch that plural. And not only that, who was also chosen by the churches to travel with us with this gift which the Lord administered to us by the glory of the Lord himself to show your ready mind. One man was chosen by what? The churches. They had to agree on this man's credentials, his character, his faithfulness to the gospel. Churches agreed and churches chose one man among those churches to travel with the Apostle Paul. And in verse 20, avoiding this, that anyone should blame us in this lavish gift which is administered by us, providing honorable things not only in the sight of the Lord but in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have often proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent because of the great confidence which we have in you. If anyone inquires about Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker concerning you. Or if our brethren are inquired about, they are messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. Therefore, show to them and before the churches the proof of your love and the boasting on your behalf. They are messengers of churches, plural. So we have churches choosing and approving of someone to travel with the Apostle Paul. And we have churches agreeing and approving messengers. Isn't that what we do as 
our church partners with First Baptist Church or the Macedonia Baptist Church or the other churches in the area, we all agree that this missionary is worthy of our support. We agree on them doctrinally, which means we agree doctrinally, right? We agree on their credentials and their character. We agree that they are, you can trust them. And so all of us agree and all of us together send them. Churches are in communication. Churches bind together and cooperate financially, but also we cooperate in making sure that the men we send are quality men. And if you notice here in both of these passages of Scripture to 1 Corinthians and, of course, the second letter of the Corinthians, churches are communicating and churches are approving people to travel with the Apostle Paul and then to travel as messengers. So we, we wrap it all up. That's the what. Now the so what. The so what is this. Our church has a lot of potential here in the community to reach this community with the gospel of Christ. Our church does a lot of missionary work that involves no other churches. As we reach people in this community, our church does things in this community that we don't necessarily have to partner with other churches. Personal evangelism that you do and other things that we do in this community. But then it comes to where we want to reach out to more people. We partner with other churches and now we have missionaries in the state of Arkansas to the Hispanic people. Then we have church planters all over the United States that we partnered with and then we're able to be partners with the other churches and have personal relationships with other missionaries in other parts of the world. That can never come if we decided we were going to just do it all on our own. We would be limited to just one or two. But since we're partnering in an associational work, we can do much more and we can spread the gospel in more places. And when it's all about, when it's all said and done, isn't that what it's all about? is being a part of God's overall plan to reach the world. We start here, but we don't stay here, do we? We go out there and reach the world for Christ. Is there anything before we close? Now let's stand and be dismissed with a word of prayer. Thank you so much for coming. And as we're dismissed, Tim, would you dismiss us, please, sir?